There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now through December 12th, Dunkin' Rewards members can snag a medium holiday signature latte for $3. Join Dunkin' Rewards on the app today and start saving and stacking your points for free Dunkin'. Think of it as the gift that keeps on giving. America runs on Dunkin'. Limit one per member per day. Exclusions, additional charges, and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. As I'm sure you've heard, La La Land was simultaneously somehow the biggest winner and loser last night. <laughs> you know it's a strange night when the word envelope is trending on Twitter. It's, in case you missed it, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, it was the 50th anniversary of Bonnie and Clyde, and they played Bonnie and Clyde, so the Academy asked them to present Best Picture. This is the biggest award of the night. It's the last one they give out. So Warren and Faye come out with the envelope, and in retrospect now, what we know is what Warren did is he was confused, so he handed it to Faye and let her read the word. In other words, Clyde threw Bonnie under the bus. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But I guess um, they've been analyzing the video and the audio. And, of course, I went home yesterday and I watched it, too, because I have it in its entirety from start to finish on DVR. And I'm rewinding and I'm rolling back and I'm looking at it again. And it really is fascinating to see the look on Warren's face. Like, he just goes into full-blown panic and doesn't know what to do. do. But when they enhance the audio, you actually hear him whisper to Faye Dunaway, it says Emma Stone on there. Like, he's trying to signal to her there's something, something wrong. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we learned this morning that uh, the guy that screwed this up is actually a partner at PricewaterhouseCooper. This, it's been two days, and everyone is still talking about this. I love this. But here's the latest on how it all went down. The Wall Street Journal says that Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were given the wrong envelope because the man who's entrusted with keeping everything straight was messing around on Twitter. Isn't that awesome? He was distracted by Twitter. Uh-huh. His name is Brian Cullinan, and he is a partner at PricewaterhouseCooper. This is the accounting firm that counts the votes. He was apparently tweeting like a madman backstage. And what's funny is he has since deleted those tweets. But somebody's got a screenshot online of one that he took of Emma Stone backstage after she won Best Actress, which happens to be the very moment when he probably should have been prepping the envelope for Best Picture. And what's killing me about this is this dude could afford an assistant to be back there with him. If he wanted to be on social media, right. he could have had somebody back there taking pictures and posting them for him. He didn't need to be doing that all on his own. But I thought it was really interesting because I always wondered why they had two briefcases. There were two people with two briefcases, each one of them had 
all of the envelopes. So right. there were two copies of each envelope. And one would be stage right, one would be stage left. So yes. that no matter which side of the stage the celebrities were entering from, the ones that were presenting, they would have an envelope for that award at both places. Yes. And so when the, when the girl gave her Emma Stone card... To Leonardo DiCaprio, he should have taken his Emma Stone card and set and it on fire, it. Right. or do whatever it is <laughs> yes. that they do with the card. Yeah, right. See, so, so let's pretend that you and I are with Price Waterhouse Cooper. We are charged with this responsibility. It would be a wise choice on their part. <laughs> You're stage left. Yes. I'm stage right. Yes. No y- way. You happen to have handed the envelope for the for the best actress. Yes. All right. I have the envelope for best actress as well. Right. But they use yours right. to open it up. So Emma Stone now has the envelope. Right. That they- she wants. All right. Uh huh. So I am supposed to chuck. The best act, the one that I got. And I'm watching you from across the stage muddle around on Twitter and you're taking I'm busy pictures. on twi- Twitter. Yes, <laughs> I'm tweeting. You're over there. And I'm I on my phone. that you didn't do what you were supposed to do and right. get rid of your envelope. So what do you do? Go running across the stage screaming, <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> it's the wrong envelope! That's a good idea. I would. Well, well, you would have to because I think that I don't know both of you. I think would be so distracted by everything else going on. No, we're not the people you want to so hire I for this job. Think it would so. be the best. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "What are we on again?" Uh, okay. We'd have our walkie-talkies, right? Yeah. But I love it because <laughs> you're right. We'd be talking to each other the whole time. And I rem- I was watching on the red carpet how they were interviewed. I mean, they are kind of stars, celebrities in their own right because sure. they're the only two people that know what's going on. And I, I even questioned that. I, I said, how is that even possible? And Richard Roper was talking about it. Uh-huh. And he said that even the people, the staff that tabulates it, all they... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. C is a barcode matched with a name, but they don't actually get to see what the answer is oh. because it's blind. So huh. these two people, not only are the ones that show up with the briefcase and hand out the envelopes, but they're also the ones that do the final count, the final tally. So by the time, you know, you get to the last award after three hours and 45 minutes, and you've been the only two that have been dealing with all the voting all along, months and months, in process. By the time you get to that last one, you're just done. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, can I go home now? Who cares? Take the envelope. Let's Do go. you guys think he should have to do any kind of punishment or anything like that? Like, he's obviously not going to get fired. Like Jeff said, he's a 
an owner Evid- or Evidently, partner. he is a partner in the firm. But so, do you think they're going to take that task away from him now? Well, I think I he needs know. to sit down and write, I will pay attention to my envelopes, <laughs> not social media, 10,000 times. Yeah, I will not be tweeting during the Oscars. I will only play with my envelopes. I will only play with my envelopes. <laughs> he's oh, only my envelope. He's a partner in the script. <laughs> the accounting firm issued a second apology last night, and someone from the company said, says Brian feels very, very terrible and horrible. He's very upset about this mistake. And it doesn't look good for Price Waterhouse Cooper. Evidently, mm-hmm. uh, we were saying, you know, they get this great track record, but evidently this has happened before. Uh, Sunday night was not the first time the wrong winner got announced at the Oscars. Back in 1964, Sammy Davis Jr. was handed the wrong, the wrong envelope, and he announced the wrong name, but... He came back a lot stronger than Warren Beatty did. And the winner is John Addison for Tom Jones. I am, I, they gave me the wrong envelope. Wait till the NAACP hears about this. <laughs> There you go. Recovers like a boss. You know, what's killing me about the whole thing is why is Warren Beatty taking all the heat? He was the one that was stalling, not wanting to announce it. And I just get the feeling that he was showing it to Faye like... Look at what what do we what do we do? Right, is what yeah. it felt like to me. Am I on drugs, or does this say what I think it says? Right. Are you looking at this? And that's what he's trying to communicate to right. her: is that something is wrong, and she wasn't picking up on that. And evidently, a lot of people who who know Warren Beatty very well say that he's very methodical and thoughtful, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm, slow to react. Mm-hmm. And if you ask him a question, it takes him seven minutes to give you an answer. Mm-hmm. So she probably thought that he was just being Warren when she. Looked at the card. She just glanced at it and just went with La La Land. And- oh, yeah. And then they, they there's video of her after all of this goes down. She's backstage and a reporter goes to ask her about it. And she says, it's not a question for me. Ask Warren. Right. <laughs> Threw oh, him wow. under the bus. The <laughs> there you go. So Moonlight was the best picture. And now so we have the producers of two movies on stage. And who the hell even knows who is who from which movie? And I'm standing there like an idiot feeling bad for these guys, but also trying really hard not to laugh, to be honest. (laughs) And I see, now I see Denzel Washington in the front row trying to get my attention. He's gesturing and he's pointing. I don't know what he's pointing, but he yells, Barry. And I'm like, what? And he says, Barry. And eventually I figure out that Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, is standing behind me. And Denzel wants me to get him to the microphone to make a speech, which, you know, made sense. Thank God Denzel was there to make sense. (laughs) So I listened to Denzel as we should. I went and I got Barry and he spoke, but not for very long. And then there was another quick speech. And then everyone just stood there again, kind of shell-shocked. And I ended the show. And then as, as I walked off stage, people started speculating. People around me said, oh, did you pull a prank of some kind? I was like, hey, no, I didn't. I did not pull a prank. This was, if I would pulled a prank, by the way, I wouldn't have just had the wrong winner's name on the envelope. When they opened it, there would have been like a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon in the envelope. But... <laughs> All right. 8.53, we got a classic second date update. Straight ahead for you. Uh, Therapist posted a list online of eight signs you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Okay. Now, 
If you hear some of these and you're like, oh, that applies to me, that applies. If, if, if a few of these apply, don't freak out. You might, you might be a little stressed out, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily having a nervous breakdown. However, if they all sound way too familiar, then it's something you need to take seriously, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. You have escape fantasies. Check. Yep, check. Yeah. I really? Think, yeah. Pack up a bag. Oh, yeah. Just leave everything behind. Just had run about, away. Had about nine yesterday. <laughs> oh, right. You don't feel that way? What were we doing at nine o'clock yesterday? No, I mean nine, nine of them throughout nine. the oh. <laughs> nine, nine fantasies. Yeah. Okay. You don't feel that way ever, Jeff? Like you, I just gotta get out of here. Out of the room? Not out of here. I mean, like no, out of like Cincinnati, Ohio. No. Just run away from everything. Yeah, it's a fantasy. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Wow. You feel like you have no downtime. Yeah. Check. Yeah, that's common if you have kids, but it can also be a sign of anxiety and depression. All right, so hold on. I'm okay. Put little J's next to these when Jen says check. Oh, I'm giving her check marks, too. All right. You struggle. <laughs> I that's I've good. Got, I guarantee I've had them all. I'm telling you, I've, I had nervous breakdowns. I mean, it's been a while, but especially when Jacob was young. Before we really had a grip on right. the autism thing. Oh, yeah. my God. This, these were daily occurrences Regular. in my life. No, I know. All right. You struggle to make simple decisions. Yep. That, I do that one, too. It's hard. How's your cortisol level, Jen? High. Mm, Stress yeah, hormone. That's a sign. High. You stop socializing completely. It was overwhelming. You're socializing like now, though, aren't you? Yeah, a little I'm more good now. Now I'm great. Okay. I'm fine, but I remember this very vividly. Because you're so overwhelmed with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim, you socialize, so you're okay on that. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep. Anybody having sleeping trouble? I, yeah, now and then. Yep, I do. I'm not sleeping regularly. I don't know if that. But counts. is that your fault or? Uh, it's a variety of things. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to get up and go to the bathroom, and then once I'm awake, I start thinking about the baby and all the changes, and the anxiety takes over. I would think that'd be normal for you, you know, being <laughs> pregnant. Not sleeping? <laughs> well, just having that stuff yeah. going on. All right. A lot of these are, like, pregnancy issues, too. All right. Anybody have a panic attack recently? No, but I, I have had plenty. No, but I thought about it a couple days ago about finding a counselor. You know, I actually had a, a semi-small <laughs> panic attack on Saturday, just in general, because we went to order the baby furniture. It's not going to be here for six weeks, and I have this horrible anxiety about her coming early and nothing being ready. Right. It's just eating away at me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's trouble breathing mm-hmm. and headaches. How about this? Self-sabotaging. Now, I find this fascinating. Self-sabotaging. A common example of of self-sabotaging is going out drinking when you have to wake up early. Stress eating is another one. Or even if you don't necessarily go out, like you know you have to get up early and it's getting kind of late and you, for whatever reason, cannot get yourself up off the chair and just go upstairs to go to bed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I know a lot of people that do that. I know a lot of crazy crazy things on this list. And finally, it feels like you keep failing at everything, which probably isn't true. But if you feel like you're constantly failing at work and you feel like you're constantly failing at home, you might actually be depressed. So, Jen, I got one, two, three, four, five out of the eight on you. Oh, no, all of them. 
Oh, re- she just stopped saying yes after. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> after the oh first my goodness! Time. I tell you, well, I've experienced all of this. We need Absolutely. to send you back to Ojai. No, like I said, I'm doing great now. But I mean, oh. I I catch that stuff early now when it starts. Well, that's good. Nip it in the bud. Before it goes full blown eight for eight, and how do you get I'm running away? When you recognize that you have some of those, what do you do? Do you just do like a self analysis, or how do you get yourself to? I figure to stop I dwelling. figure out what it is exactly that's eating at me. Pinpoint the cause. Pinpoint the cause and go from there, because there's yeah, a multitude of different ways to handle it once you know what it is. But yeah, just figure it out. And then you stop talking for a few days because yeah, that's you know good. sometimes that's good. Yeah, I like to not talk. How many days did you not talk when you four were, days? Four days. Yeah, four days, and it was it was awesome. And what yeah, and what did that and do fun. for you? Like, how did you feel after that? I felt great because you really, I became very aware of of my thoughts on a minute to minute basis mm-hmm. and what thoughts were serving me and which ones weren't. Right. Yeah. And will you be doing the the four-day no-talking thing again anytime soon? Starting right now. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Now through December 12th, Dunkin' Rewards members can snag a medium holiday signature latte for $3. Join Dunkin' Rewards on the app today and start saving and stacking your points for free Dunkin'. Think of it as the gift that keeps on giving. America runs on Dunkin'. Limit one per member per day. Exclusions, additional charges, and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial trial.